What are the secrets of those extraordinary individuals that have achieved extraordinary success? Listen to their stories, discover their knowledge bursts, make those connections. Get ready. It's time to start moving forward. John Lim here, and I'm so excited because we're moving forward today with Ash Kumra. Ash is an award-winning entrepreneur, author, public speaker, and talk show host who was recognized twice by the White House as an entrepreneur making an impact. Ash is the founder and CEO of Youngery, a media company informing, inspiring, and elevating young and hungry-minded entrepreneurs to thrive. And you're going to learn all about it on today's exciting episode. Hey, Ash, how are you today? I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me on the show. I'm a big fan. Oh, no, I love what you're doing. I'm so excited to have you share your story with our listeners and to talk about all the great work that you're doing with Youngery. So, Ash, I only touched a little bit on the intro. I was wondering if you could share a little of your career journey with our listeners. Happy to. And just so we're clear to everyone who's listening to this, I am a fan of his show. I actually reached out to you to be on your show. So when I said I really am a fan of your show, I authentically mean that because I know oh, a lot of people I, I on the show are like, oh, I'm a fan. So I chased you, man. It wasn't vice versa. <laughs> Absolutely. And, I, and again, I am so flattered. I'm so honored. And really, I know that our listeners are going to be so excited to hear about all the great work that you're doing. Awesome. Well, my background is uh, fairly simple. I've been passionate about the entrepreneur kind of ecosystem for the past 10 years or so. I've worn multiple hats. Um, I've been an entrepreneur myself. I co-founded one of the largest social networks on achieving dreams and goals. I've written a couple books on entrepreneurship. I've worked with the White House and some other groups on entrepreneurship kind of activist programs that have helped create a lot of just awareness of, you know, ways that startups can get funding and marketing resources and other stuff. And I've also just been a just speaker and nonprofit leader with various kind of entrepreneur groups. I'm not telling you this all to brag. I'm telling you this so you have a better understanding of like the different facets of entrepreneurship that I uh, have been in. And you know, well, I know we're going to talk about this in a little bit, but Youngry is kind of that culmination of, you know, everything that has led from my passion of helping the early young and hungry minded entrepreneur to thrive and creating this new media company and this movement that we're doing. Uh, it's just kind of a kind of the extension and the 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 combination of all those things that I've had done to to this moment. That's awesome. I absolutely love it. And I got to ask, where did you come up with the name? It is such a cool name. It just just jumps right at you, grabs you. And it's just, I, I think it does everything that a great name should. <laughs> I, I appreciate that. And I so... No, actually, I don't wish it. I, I, I jokingly wish that I wish I came up with the name, but my partner did. And you know what's funny about that is that... Um, Youngry is a state of mind and Youngry is, there's no, one of the things why we decided to do Youngry is because there's all these labels and what an entrepreneur is. There's all these Mm. labels on, this is how you should be an entrepreneur. This is how you should get funded or not funded. Or, Hey, if you're a woman entrepreneur, this is the things you got to do. There's all these like labels. And it, and, and like, and the reason why I gravitated towards Youngry and when my partner showed me the name and the logo, I was like, Everyone is youngry. It's kind of like, you know, millennial, like you're yeah. hearing millennial now yeah. and I'm seeing post. Okay. From an age standpoint, I'm seeing people that are post the traditional millennial age saying I'm a millennial. And it makes sense because it's more of a state of mind to yes. be a millennial. I feel now I feel youngry is the same thing. 
Um, but the but the but the uh, background of it is is very New York, very grit, very like street culture. And if you ever saw a photo or interacted with my partner, he's very much of that culture, that mm-hmm. New York hustle type of culture. So it definitely has to give a homage to that. New York City lifestyle, which helped make Youngry become what it is. Yeah, it's absolutely brilliant. And I I think one of the things that it does is it's, you know, on the one hand, I mean, you could see Youngry as a media company, but I mean, as Forbes just recently wrote, it's a movement. And can you talk a little bit about that? And I think it's really interesting. You talked about your experience, both as an entrepreneur and working in the nonprofit world. How did you, you know, how have those worlds kind of come together for you to create this concept of Youngry? Well, I'm going to answer your first question about the movement and then the second part, which is the, the nonprofit, for-profit intervent, uh, kind of collaboration, because they're both are, uh, both deserve a good answer on their own. So I, I'm a student of life. Um, you know, in fact, one of my mentors and one of our young reinvestors, he's a uh, best-selling author and uber successful entrepreneur. He is actually one of the founding investors of Elite Daily, and he's on, he's invested in various other companies. His name is Ryan Blair. And he said this statement that I really resonate with. He said, I'm a great teacher, but I'm an even better student. Mm. So I'm always looking for like ways to just, you know, work on my own self-development, work on my own ways to become a better entrepreneur um, from inside and out. And the thing that I learned from my business partner with Youngry is a homage to what Ryan said. I just kept an open mind. So my my partner for Youngry is currently the chief strategy officer for a very prominent fitness brand online called Shreds, S-H-R-E-D-Z. And when you look at Shreds from a practicality standpoint, they push products. They sell fat burner pills. They say whey, they sell whey protein. They sell, you know, for men, testosterone pills. I mean, that's, which is totally the thing now. They sell these neurotropic focus pills. And, but if you read them, they're like, we're not stopping until we change 1 million lives. Mm. That's a ballsy, very just yeah. kind of just just like in your face statement that's like, hey, we're shreds. This is more than just a company that sells great products to help you achieve whatever you desire. We're here to like transform the world. Yeah, it's a lifestyle. I, it's a lifestyle, yeah. And 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 my partner, when he came up with the name for Youngry and the initial genesis of Youngry, it was kind of like, I want to do that for the I want to celebrate the entrepreneur lifestyle. So I was inspired partly by the Shreds campaign and how they position themselves. Also, Ryan Blair, with some of the brands he's worked on, he is actually a pioneer of, you know, these these 90-day, 30-day challenges, like yes. the ice the ice buckets. So he's one of the chal- he's one of the pioneers. I can say that because he owns the domain challenge.com. So he's he's just like he's just all about these movements if you study his success. So combine those two and just looking at the way the brands are going now, it's less about selling a product. It's more about con- connecting you to a common theme that people can all across the type, all types can unite around and just going off that. So to end this question, end of this answer to your question, your first question, Youngry's movement was, is to unite entrepreneurs to just accelerate, be amazing, be epic. And I feel that's why Youngry has been able to grow at such a fast pace. Yeah, that's incredible. And then talk a little bit about the the for-profit and the non-profit worlds that you've traversed and kind of how that's helping you really, really bring Youngry to the forefront. Yeah, you know what? I used to, this is funny. I'm a big law of attraction advocate and believer, and I live it in many ways. I, I used to joke around with some of my, I, I was the chairman of a non-profit in Southern California, 
I'm still on the board, but I'm no longer really actively running it because, of course, Younger and other stuff. I, 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 I used to joke around with one of my buddies on the board. I'm like, because this, this group used to, uh, we do mentorship programs for entrepreneurships. And it's beautiful because it's a nonprofit. So, like, all the dollars made, all the sponsors made just go into more programs. And I used to tell my, my buddy, I'm like, God, I wish I could do this for a living. Mm, it would be yeah. amazing to do this for a living. So, I think what I learned from the nonprofit world is that there, it taught me the power of ecosystems. Mm. So when I worked at this local nonprofit or when I worked with, you know, the White House on their Startup America's California chapter programs, all we did and all I still do is we identify these leaders and entrepreneurs who need help and ecosystems. And when I say ecosystem, I mean like, it's Silicon Beach, Silicon Valley, SF, Orange County, New York, Manila, New York City, Newark, New Jersey, um, my partners in Jersey City. These are all like entrepreneur ecosystems. They all have the same elements. They all have early entrepreneurs, serial entrepreneurs, investors, and then service providers. These are like the lawyers, the accountants, or let's say a Microsoft that's providing you the cloud hosting technologies. These are four definable elements. And I can say that from both the for-profit world and the nonprofit world in the entrepreneur space, uh, I found this commonality that everywhere across the world has these ecosystems of those four buckets. So that helped me with Youngry's scaling potential because our business model is fairly, it's fairly simple behind the brand and behind the movement, just like how Shred has simply, we sell great products, we provide great content, but how we scale our content is by connecting with the different ecosystems. And I don't think I would have learned this if I didn't throw myself in both the nonprofit and some of the for-profit stuff I've done. That's amazing. Well, Ash, this leads perfectly into my next question. I mean, as someone who has done so much and clearly does so much, how do you get inspired each morning to conquer the day? Well, I mentioned earlier that, uh, you know, using that Ryan Blair, you know, statement of, you know, better, good teacher, but even better student. So I'm a big student of life. And part of that means um, I've learned early on that you have to work on yourself. Mm -hmm. And I'm a big believer. I don't care what your routine is. I don't care how long it is. I don't even care if it's a minute or two hours. You got to do something to celebrate you before you start your day. Yeah. So I don't have, I'm not going to, you know, for, to not show any biases to any spiritual practice or any specific things. I'm just going to say that I spend my beginning hour or hours or even minutes if I have a really packed day to celebrate me. And that just comes in the form of something that just makes me feel happy. It doesn't have to be, you know, something quote unquote spiritual or meditation. It's just something that you do to spend on you. So that's what I do every day. And I think that gets me uh, primed and ready and I just noticed the correlation every day that I spend time on myself, I like really can handle anything. Cause here's the thing, like there's two, there's two ways to look at working on yourself. It's like, an, it's like an academic way versus a reality way. Mm. I always love, and I, and I, and I do this with the younger team. Uh, I push them in a authentic way where I don't care how much work you've done on yourself or how, how smart you think you are. It's how do you handle a situation that's, adverse and that's not in your control. How do you yeah. handle it? Do you react yeah. and get stressed? Or do you just like realize that like, look, it's a bigger, it's not, it's not that big of a deal in the bigger picture. There's always a solution. Time always heals everything. Let's just get it done. Yeah, that's what that. my spiritual practices helped me prepare myself to be this like 
entrepreneur warrior. Literally, ironically, I'm wearing a hat that says warrior on it, so oh, go figure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I can picture <laughs> it right now. And moving forward, listeners, I think what Ash has shared is so important. Are you taking that time each morning to celebrate you? And I love it, Ash, that you make that time for yourself. I mean, you make it a priority before you do anything else. You take that moment to set to celebrate yourself. It sets the tone for the day. So important. And moving forward, listeners, I hope you're getting inspired to do the same. Well, Ash, that also leads perfectly perfectly into the next question. I mean, as you know, taking the entrepreneurial path, taking that road, it's full of huge rewards, huge possibilities and potential, but it can also be faced with a lot of setbacks and and uh, trying different things out, hitting some roadblocks. And I'm excited to ask you, I was wondering if you could share with our listeners a time where maybe you hit that roadblock, where I'm going to use the F word, failed, but showed you a lesson in which you realize, you know what, this is the right time. I'm going to pivot. I'm going to shift course. And I loved how you tied it in already by talking about your morning routine to look at adversity. So I was wondering if you could go a little more into that. Yeah, I'm happy to share that. Uh, It's really interesting because I think I want to take a step back, which will lead to this answer. I feel that um, when you're truly living from both a spiritual purpose and tactical kind of actions, like what you're doing day to day. And when those are all aligned, I feel like you're just the most free and you're going to be the most, just you're going to be the best version of yourself, at least from a living day to day and entrepreneur hustle kind of perspective. And I could say that younger is the first time I think I'm I'm truly just living. Like Mm -hmm. a lot of things I've done in the past, some might have been for just self-gratification. Ash, Some might have been to fulfill a trend. I, I think that's such a powerful statement. I want you to repeat that for moving forward listeners. I just got chills when you said that. Yeah, well, it's true. Young is the first time where I'm truly living my my kind of life calling. And um, I'm both from a spiritual, both from a purpose side, both from a tactical side. I'm like doing what I'm destined to do. Like this is my legacy. This is how I'm leaving my mark. I think in the past I might've extended myself to do things to fulfill a trend or just to make money or for self gratification. And I think I reached a really rock bottom moment. Um, I'd say five, six years ago. And I was, I, I kind of self chose to self destruct. I mm-hmm. didn't want to get help when a business was doing really bad. I decided to, I had no money. So I moved to a very, 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 very bad kind of, gang driven area and to the point where I even saw some, you know, I witnessed some uh, drive-by shootings and things of that sort. And it was very just, unfortunately no one got hurt or killed, but uh, I just saw a lot of just pain and disparity and just victim over victimization. And I think my rock bottom moment that got, or how that rock bottom moment got changed is when I just, due to some literature, particularly Ryan Blair's book, uh, his first book, Nothing to Lose, Everything to Gain, to my own just self-awareness also, and just, you know, just some reflection. I was like, why am I causing this to happen? I'm in control of my destiny. I'm in control of my life. And since then, I've just always realized that like every decision I make uh, to the most part is always something that I'm responsible for. Mm. I'll give you a really, I'll give you a business example because someone might think this is a little too, uh, you know, a little uh, theoretical or a little too abstract. So um, I, I have recently been uh, in discussions with some um, investors for Youngry. And uh, this is actually something I had to get over. I had someone who is a friend who was telling me, hey, like I am going to 
invest in you and I want to be in board and blah, blah, blah. And like, he even met me three or four times and he even showed me, you know, his intent. And I, he asked me for updates and I do what you do when you're a company, you seek and, you know, you show them updates and you talk to them. But then like, he told me, you know, you know, this, and this was several weeks ago, Hey, like I'm going to invest. And I told my, my, some people that I, that are affiliated with Youngry that, Hey, this guy's on board. It's going to really, it's going to be great. And everyone's like, Oh, that's great. Good job, Ash. And then he didn't come through. Hmm. And it's in, and, and, and for like, I have to admit my ego side was a little disappointed in him. I'm like, dude, I put my neck out for you. I went off what you said. I told people and dude, I gave you what you said. Like why I was so transparent with you. Yeah. I don't even care if you said no, but you shouldn't have just told me you wanted to. I'd rather you just say no. Cause I don't, younger is not for everybody. Just like no ventures for everybody. You know, there's people who didn't invest in Uber and they might regret it now, but at the time they're like, it just didn't make sense for me at the time. Anyways, long story short is I realized this morning actually that, you know what? I'm the one who's responsible for this because what I should have done is I should have just said, Hey, you know what? Like I want you to invest, do it. But if you decide not to invest just at that moment, just tell me as soon as possible, or you know what, um, regardless if you invest or not invest, we're good. Maybe he, this guy felt pressure and, and maybe this or that, or maybe he had some financial setback which all of a sudden, which I don't know about, or maybe someone told him something. Cause there's always those people that whisper in your ears. There's a lot of people love to be skeptical and sure. stuff. My point is, is that I could have looked at this as a victim mentality that I got screwed over by someone, but instead I realized, you know what? I'm in control of this. I, I invited him to look at investing in us. I invited him to be, you know, to give him more information. I invited him to tell me what date do you want? Let me tell my group. I could have not done any of that. So that's how I now look at things where I'm in control of my destiny. Even if it's situations that might not be in my favor on a material level, like investments and stuff. I love it. That's, such a huge takeaway. I mean, Ash, I mean, when you got to that aha moment, I mean, because you've touched on so many great things. I mean, for the first time, you feel like you're living and now you have this this greater level of just perspective. I mean, and what, what was like, what was that moment like for you when you really when that light bulb went off and your perspective shifted for you? Yeah, actually, um, I don't even think my partner knows this, but I actually met my business partner for Young on a fluke. I wasn't supposed to meet him. <laughs> I, and, uh, and best, he knows that some of the best things happen on a fluke, don't they? It's just amazing how that works. Yeah. I, I, I actually wasn't supposed to meet him. So prior to Youngry, I was trying to work on this, uh, so working on like a, I call it an experiment. I was doing these interviews and how to videos. And like, I was just doing a lot of interviews with successful entrepreneurs on how'd you become successful. And I was a fan of shreds because of the movement. I already knew them for a while. I was a, you know, like you, I chased them, you know, when I want something, I just go for it. I don't have an ego about it. And so, um, I, I, I reached out to them and I already knew their PR guy. And he's like, I said, Hey, I want to interview your CEO. Who's a badass in the fitness and entrepreneur space. And we were all set to interview, but then the last minute they're like, Hey, the CEO guy could not make it due to his travel schedule. I mean, he's a busy guy blah, blah, blah. But Hey, our, his, his business partner, the chief strategy officer is available. And I'm like, okay, I looked him up. I'm like, this is amazing. This guy's insanely smart. Sure. And the interview was amazing. And then right after the interview, and this was like late Jan of this year, we just hang out right after. And he's just like, dude, you're so much, there's so much more you can do with yourself. Like, what are you doing? And I felt like this was like some divine orchestrated kind of conversation 
who was meant to get me out of whatever I was doing. I wasn't in despair. Just so you're just so I'm clear when I say I'm like living my life doesn't mean I was depressed. I'm just saying like a certain level of freedom and happiness state and fearlessness I've never had before with, with four younger. That's just so we're clear. But he, he said that to me. And then he said to me this idea of younger. And you know what? The moment he started talking about it, I just knew then that this is what I meant to do. Mm. And from then till end of April, I started to get myself out of everything I was involved with. I, I'm on various advisory boards. I've advised many startups and some companies that have won huge TV show competitions, shows that we all are familiar with. I've done a, I do a lot of that work and I had to get out of all of it because I just knew that like that personality of doing like 10 things at once while it's good for some or while it's meant to, while some want to be that jack of all trades, super entrepreneur consultant, that wasn't my calling. My, my calling was to like really build this like media company. Um, and now Younger's clearly evolved since then. But I would say when my partner told me that question and then when he presented me the initial genesis of Younger, because since then him and I have turned it into something a little more significant and scale opportunity. Um, no, I definitely just said I'm in at that moment. Yeah, that's amazing. And moving forward, listeners, this is what it's all about. I mean, these you've heard it from Ash. I mean, that aha moment, that's when you're living your purpose, you're living your life. That's really what the purpose of this show is. So, Ash, I'm so glad you shared that with our listeners today. No problem. Ash, are you ready for the Knowledge Burst session? Sure, bring it. Let's do it. <laughs> you know what? It's so funny. Everyone is always a little bit hesitant about that knowledge per session, but because the way you say it, it just sounds like a like I'm about to go into like some like octagon cage match or something. Oh, it's like, so funny. I don't I mean, know. You know, I had Sophia Parsa on. She was the same way. She was like, okay, but you know what? It is the most fun part of the show. It's the it's the part that I really enjoy, and I think our guests really enjoy it. I hope you will too. It's really just. Okay. I want I want you to share kind of three game-changing resources and tips that can benefit our listeners. So I'm going to start off. I'd like you to, and this might be hard because as someone who works in media, who's done so much, who's who's an author, who's, I mean, really, I mean, the list goes on and on. I was wondering if you could share with our listeners, has there been a particular media influence that has inspired you? And when I say media influence, it could be a particular movie, book, song, and I'm going to add to this, or cultural experience that inspired you to move forward. Yeah, I mean, I'll give you three off the top since you asked for that. Um, I think just, yeah, there's a book that I read called Inside Steve's Brain. Mm. It, it, it's on Steve Jobs. It, it, it's a book that Love I actually title. reread every six months. Yeah, it's called Inside Steve's Brain. And Because here's the thing, like, Steve Jobs has this, like, Depending on where you read read about him, he's either known as the biggest genius in the world or he's known as the biggest a-hole in the world right. because of right. his personal disasters that he's had. But you know what? Like, I just wanted to know, like, how does this guy think? Like, mm. what, how does he, like, get stuff done? Like, how does he – what's the details behind Apple? Not just, oh, I have the iPod idea. Like, how did that come about? Anyways, he uh, – this book is, like, a 150-page manual, and I read it, like – three, four years ago. And it's just like, I reread it because it just literally is like the best book on how to like build something that can be truly meaningful. Uh, the second thing is 
and this isn't a bias to my own culture, but I think anyone who goes deep into any culture, whether it's their own, that they're, that they're from a blood perspective, or they just choose to adopt and absorb and become, you know, really into, I would say the Indian culture overall has just been insane for me because um, I mentioned, I do a lot of the spiritual work on myself and like a lot of the, I read these certain books that have been written five, 10,000 years ago and the tenets on how to be of, be the best person you can be and live this paid forward life. The stuff is from like five, 10,000 years ago. And it's written in a way different time. They didn't have cars. I mean, they had horse chariots and stuff and it's, and it's still like relevant today. Yeah. I'm so into this stuff. I read this stuff every morning, even if it's for like two pages, I read this every morning. So I have to homage the Indian culture. It's just been amazing for myself. And, uh, and then there's a reason why, Indian culture is not just for people from of Indian descent. It's like every, I go to a yoga studio and you'll see the majority, at least out here in California, majority of people aren't Indian. It's not because Indians don't do yoga. It's just because majority of people in this state are non-Indian and, but they, they, they absorb it and live it. In fact, I jokingly say they're in many ways more Indian than even Indians I know because how they just absorb it and use the positive sides of it. So it's really amazing. Um, the third, I'd say nature so I live oh, by the yeah. ocean and I'm always going to live by the ocean. Even if it's like the size of a car, I'm always going to be an ocean guy. Yeah. Like I'm just an ocean guy. And I know people that are like, I'm all about hiking. I have to be in nature. I have to live by the parks or I like to live on the hills. Like Ryan Blair has the most ridiculous house in Hollywood Hills and it's to die for. It's used in like, you know, people like, let's just say this, when Shark Tank did these, this show called Beyond the Tank, where they show like how the companies do with investors, Damon John did a segment with him and five of his companies wow. he invested in. They had it at Ryan Blair's house. Wow. I mean, it's, that's how nice his house is. Yeah. I wouldn't take his house. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Yeah. If Ryan Blair gave me the keys right now, I would take it and sell it because I would buy a beach house. Mm, That's wow. what I'm trying to make a point of. <laughs> well, actually, so, you, know, you may be the first guest who's ever shared a book as well as a spiritual reference and an environmental experience as the answer to the first knowledge burst question. So that was absolutely outstanding. Thank you so much for sharing that one. No problem. Well, share a daily practice or habit for prioritizing and managing your time. So I actually don't have a rigid, I get up at 7 Mm a.m. I actually get up when I'm rested. Mm. And that's really important because I don't feel that if you're on, I think sleep is the most valuable thing you can give yourself. The more sleep you need. And listen, some days I just need six hours. It's cool. But some days, especially if you eat like a heavier meal or if you do an intense workout, like yesterday I did a pretty intense workout and I ate a pretty heavy dinner. I needed to sleep nine hours today. So I have to do that. And listen, don't tell me, oh, well, you don't have a job. You're an entrepreneur. Then sleep earlier. I'm just telling you that right now. Control your schedule. Sleep earlier. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, choose not to watch an hour extra of Netflix or go out for half the hour. Like, if you know you need extra sleep, be be more mindful of your body. You can always control how much more sleep you need. Um, Besides that, like I mentioned, there's a great guy, uh, this buddy of mine, he owns this uh, media podcast called Slow Hustle, Peter Awad. And him and I were on this panel at uh, the Silicon Beach Festival uh, a few months ago, and it was all on mindfulness. And like, some person was like, hey, what, what's your routine? What's your practice? And I said something, and both Peter and uh, this other person, Cam Kashani, agreed. It was like, listen, it's not about what I do. It's about how often you do it. 
as long as you do something, whether it's a minute or two minutes or three minutes or an hour, and what you need to do is you need to spend the time where you are celebrating yourself with some yeah. type of gratitude moment. Yeah. So that's what I try to do every day. That's what I do every morning. Oh, that's great. And it's, it sounds like, I mean, it really does set the tone for the, for the day, and I think that's fantastic. Well, Ash, share with our listeners, if you have one, do you have a favorite app or website, or I'm going to add to this productivity practice, that really proved to be a game changer for you? Yeah, there's a, and, and I actually, through Law of Attraction, ironically, um, the, wait a minute, so we got connected because also, um, do you know who Mitha Bhushan is? Uh, the name sounds familiar, but uh, I don't know the person. She is a uh, awesome, like, change agent. She's doing all this impact work, and I met up with her for, um, met up with her for lunch uh, Sunday, this you know, this past Sunday. And I met the co-founder of a brand she, who was with her hanging out. Um, his, his name is Ajit, and he's the co-founder of a brand called Mind Valley. Mm-hmm. Now, I bring this up because I don't really buy a lot of um, self-help development books because that's what they're known for. They push a lot of these amazing books and they do things on like growth hacking your mind. Like they work with like the, you know, the, the guy who created the X price foundation and they work with Lisa Nichols. They work with a lot of Michael Bernard Beckwith, all these very big figures in the spiritual self-help movement. But across the world, they're known for this one spiritual app called Omvana, O-M-V-A-N-A. Okay. And I don't even use it to the level that you should use it, but they have this thing called the, the, the 16 minute uh, meditation. And it's this guided meditation that the CEO co-founder vision does. And he's like this, he has this like kind of this, this Malaysian British English accent. It sounds really cool. Like James Bondish kind of voice. And he's guiding you through this meditation. And I would say I, that is one of the best things I would do whenever I'm in a crazy state. I would just close my eyes and turn on this meditation that he does. Oh, that's fantastic. It's, amazing. it's interesting. Do you happen to know why they chose 16 minutes? I think that's, that's kind of an interesting number. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's done in six phases. So oh, okay. he gets you primed and there's all these things. And then it's like a, you know, at the end, it's like this Shavasana type moment and you open your eyes. And so, uh, they're kind of brainiacs, meaning they're hacking this. Yeah. They're into this whole hack the mind type of I'm thing. Sure so they scientifically pick. Really interesting. Yeah, yeah, they pick specifically these six phases, and when you do it, they're in different. They, it puts your mind in different states. That's the intent. So, um, but it works. That's it's awesome. amazing. Well, Ash, you've shared five knowledge bursts, including the three resources <laughs> from the beginning. So, kudos. This was awesome. Thank you so much for sharing those with moving forward listeners. No worries. Hey, Moving Forward listeners, you can find links to many of the books and resources mentioned by today's guest, along with offers to try out Audible and Amazon Prime. These are affiliate links for which I receive a small commission, which helps the podcast and is greatly appreciated. You can find these on the write-up for today's episode at bemovingforward.com. Ash, we have listeners from many different backgrounds and walks of life, and I know that there are listeners who are just on the edge of their seat listening to everything that you've shared with them, your journey, your story, and your knowledge burst. And we have listeners who may be in a position where maybe they've hit rock bottom, or maybe they're chasing something that's not really fulfilling them. And I always love asking my guests this. I'm super excited to ask you this. If you had to choose one thing, to tell this 
moving forward listener, what is one thing that that person could start doing today to start moving the needle to get them on the right path? Never give up. Mm. Because time heals everything. If you, if, if you see yourself in a business where, you know, you're, you're in a rock bottom state and you think your business won't prosper, it will eventually, or this is a learning situation where you need to get out of the business, or maybe it's time for you to take a break. And in the long run, you'll thank yourself for thinking like this. Can you share something from, you know, when you were going through those difficult times? I mean, it's, it's really an important lesson that you're sharing here. Never give up. Perseverance, I think, is so important. But sometimes it's really, really hard to do. I mean, like, do you have any advice for the moving forward listeners? Like, yeah, I start just, small. Start yeah. small. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're saying. So you can't tell yourself, oh, I'm going to live positive every day. Start small. Like, spend one minute of gratitude a day mm. and then maybe double yeah. it the next day and then triple it and quadruple uh, it. Like, keep just keep making changes every day. Increase that amount of gratitude and uh, you'll eventually see it go amazing. Uh, moving forward, listeners, you heard it from Ash. Start with gratitude, even if it's just a little micro pivot and, and build on that. I love that. The multiplier effect. That's where you're going to start to see the change and that's what's going to keep you moving forward. So I absolutely love that. Thank you. Ash, what is next for you? What's next for me? Good question. I'm focused on Younger right now. Yeah. I'm just really focused on it. Um, that's all I'm doing right now. Just trying to, by the time this podcast launches, youngry.com um, would have either be launched or close to launching. Um, and then outside of that, I'm actually working on a book called The Movement Economy, which is based on my experiences of building and launching Youngry. Um, so yeah, it's been, uh, that's what I'm working on. That's awesome. And Ash, I'm excited to ask, I mean, how can our listeners, especially so many of them who are fired up right now, how can they connect with you and learn more about all of the great work that you're doing. Well, I always love people to thank you for that. And first off, I want to thank you for allowing me to be on the show and thank you for your energy oh, and no, these great questions. You. And, um, you're doing a great service. Seriously. Oh, you. you really are. Well, um, so are you, Ash. I mean, seriously, <laughs> I was so fired up to have you on the show today. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks bro. Yeah. Um, what I, what I like, what I'm happy to do is, um, have anyone send me an email, ash at youngry.com, ash at y-o-u-n-g-r-y.com. And if, and, and if they send me a note that they want a free copy, digital version of my first book, I'm happy to send that to them. Uh, it's a great book. I interviewed all these great entrepreneurs, um, and, and I learned insights from them. And so happy to give a copy to anybody. And, um, yeah, just Youngry is here for the entrepreneur generation. So sign up on youngry.com. We have a lot, again, when this launches, it's like, there'll be a launch list. They could put their email in and get, you know, get updates and be on our newsletter. Cause we have a lot of great updates and stuff like that. That's it right now. Uh, just connect me. Let me see where we can go from there. Awesome. And we'll have all of that on the write-up. Ash, I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule. I am so grateful that we connected and that you came on to share your story, your insights, and your knowledge bursts to inspire our listeners to take those steps and to move forward. Thank you so much. No, I'm happy to do this. Thank you again. Moving forward, listeners, you heard it from Ash. He is living his purpose with Youngry, and he went through quite a journey to get there. And the big takeaway, I think, from today's episode is how he starts his day. He starts his day with that important me time, with celebration, reflection, mindfulness, 
thinking about the things that really inspire him, working on himself. How many of us wake up and the first thing we do is we prioritize and put our energy somewhere else, war to someone else. When I was in my corporate days, first thing I would do in the morning, as soon as I would wake up is check my BlackBerry and look at my work emails. I was already prioritizing someone else, something else. And that's not a bad thing. There's a time and a place for that. But you need to focus on you. You need to set the right tone, celebrate you, inspire yourself, work on yourself, because that's how you're going to bring out the best of yourself. And that's how you're going to really be able to identify, am I living my purpose? And if I'm not, I need to make that pivot. And that's how you do it. You start by working on you. You've got to spend that important me time. And to learn more about Ash and all of the great work that he's doing with Youngery and all of our extraordinary guests, check us out at bemovingforward.com. Follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. And join us next Tuesday for another extraordinary guest. And remember, always be moving forward. Now it's time for you to move forward and unlock the extraordinary in you. Moving Forward is produced by John Lim and Bali Solutions, LLC. All rights reserved.